Hello, and welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me to talk about the League's Cup, the League's Cup break, other happenings around St. Louis City is Nathan Halley. Glad to be back. Sort of thought the podcast might have died, and I was worried about that. It's on the break, same as City is on a break. Also joining me, Drew, sitting maybe three inches away from me. Ahoy, ahoy. We played in the League's Cup for a brief minute there. Um, I hope you didn't blink. We may prefer to forget it, but let's talk about it. That was, I don't know, I I revel in that time in my life because at that point I had a vacation ahead of me as opposed to behind me and I had two working feet. And you were a young, optimistic boy. Yeah, so I think the lesson to take away here is enjoy the badness because it could always be worse. Do you think your recovery time for your broken foot is going to be longer or shorter than Klaus's recovery time? So they say six to eight weeks for a broken fifth metatarsal. The Alabama Hot Pocket, or urgent care as I call it, um, (laughs) said I needed surgery. Now, my wife's mother, my mother-in-law, she goes by the name Muff. So we'll call her Muff for the purposes of this story. Uh, was a radiologist and said that doesn't make any sense that you'd need surgery if it wasn't displaced, which they also said at the Alabama hot pocket. So I don't know. Um, I go in Tuesday. I'm very worried when I see an orthopedist, they're going to be like, oh, shit, we got to rebreak this bone, put in a splint, and that'll be six to eight weeks for then. So long story short, I think I could end up on a Clausian timetable. What is a Klausian timetable at this point, do we think? I think Klaus needs to do more things with his body than you do, Nate. No offense, but I do hope you feel better. So they say what? That he's going to maybe start practicing with the team next week? Um, your sources Tim, may be more up to date than I Tim Tomerman said that he would okay. maybe start he's practicing reliable. with the team next week. Um, uh, but to be to be honest, I mean, I think we're talking October. We only have like two games. The most beautiful. Oh, so you don't think he's going to be playing against Austin? Oh, definitely not against Austin. Who do we play? So I think the absolute earliest, like if all the stars aligned and all the quads, I don't even know what a quad is. Is it a leg thing? Is it like a butt? Uh, It's not a butt. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a thigh. So like butt adjacent, like an aft thigh. That, that's basically butt. Um, You're thinking of port. Okay. So. Um, maybe, so what is it? It's Austin and then, and then Orlando, Disney city, and, and then, then Dallas. Kansas city, and then, and then Dallas on August 30th. So that's three games. And then is it Kansas city, like the second. Yeah. That's Labor Day weekend. They play. So we KC. got like, we got like, uh, a Klaus full of games right in there. Casey Mo fellas and the ladies know. I think. Kansas City is one. Before Kansas City, we will likely see Nilsson, who has started playing with City 2, gotten a couple goals. That's, that's exciting. Wow. I saw his header yeah. a week ago or so, but he's scored since then? It was another he header. again? It was oh. two of the exact same play. Okay. Perfect. It was it was a it was a um, Parker move. Header off a corner. How Love did to see compare... high scoring from our center backs. How did it compare to that header own goal by Dallas in the League's Cup? Nothing will ever compare to that. That was the most beautiful header that I've ever seen. It was with gusto. It had a passion to it that you don't expect to see in sport. That was, was against Miami, by the way. This was FC yeah. Dallas against Miami. It was a cross was, in from Messi, right? 
Yeah, so Messi crossed the ball in. Corner this, kick, off a corner. Was it a corner or a foul? Uh, oh, sorry. Never mind. Continue. It was a set piece it situation. Was, it was a set piece. He crossed it in. This poor dude, I don't know what his name was. It's Farfan. Farfan. His name is, we don't know. His name is Farfan, a.k.a. Farfan. Farfan yeah. Hugen. Just leapt up and headed the ball powerfully and directly into his own goal. It wasn't like, and I can't even, it's not like, oh, he was trying to put it to the side of the goal or over the goal. The One person said, oh, maybe he had been trying to hit it with the back of his head to make it go the other way. And just it's, very kind. it's a very kind explanation. It was uh, clear when it <laughs> happened that he forgot which team he was on. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely what happened. He he saw a moment for glory and he took it. And I think we all have to respect that. I'm glad he is on an opposing team that we will be playing in the month of August. I don't know about that based on that game. Uh, they were looking pretty dangerous. I mean, especially if, you know, if he's also, able to. Yeah, they sh- what they should be doing is telling that guy, okay, like that was terrible, but can we utilize that for good instead of evil? Probably not because he did it because it was from Messi. And it was like, it was 158 degrees in Frisco, Texas. Yeah, I can't believe they're playing in Dallas. Yeah, so his brain was melted. He saw a ball coming in from Lionel Messi, who's he's idolized his entire life, and he just went for it. And I think like... All of us in that same situation would do the same thing. He found himself unmarked, surprisingly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The one from the other team was marking him? That's shocking. Yeah. Um, So League's Cup. Yeah, we did not. Speaking of League's Cup. Against Columbus, we fielded a rotated squad, which I remember being angry about at the time, but I'm angry about a lot of stuff at the time. I think in retrospect... It was the only choice we had because we had a quick turnaround and that's a generous take. We pl- it's been a long yeah, time. This I- is much more generous than you were at the time. <laughs> You've mellowed in your old age. So like what what else were we going to do? We didn't play well. We looked bad. We we I think we're lucky to come out two one. Um, I believe was, this game was July 23rd to refresh everyone's memory, which we is practically a month ago at this point. Yeah, it was. So overshadowed by the disaster of the Club America on the which field. was which was which was um, four days later and resulted in us being the first team <laughs> out yeah. of a total of 47 teams to be eliminated from this tournament in in a way that up until Club America got eliminated in the most lunatic way possible, which we can get into it, basically every game, the commentators we're just still keep talking about how bad we look because yeah. after like club America dominated us in a way that made us look like we didn't even belong on the same field. And afterwards, Carnell was saying stuff like, well, you know, this was a learning experience for what it's like to be with the big boys. And they, you have to look at it like they've got 11 DPs and now we have something to aim for. So we were all expecting like, these guys are going to run the table. It's not even going to be close. And then Columbus turns around and, Wax them for one. Yeah, this was too soon. This thinking then, was too soon. And then what was it? It would draw against Chicago that they went on in penalty kicks. Correct. So like it, we were really hoping as city fans that they were just going to destroy everyone. And there were there were moments of that 
type of play in I every game. I wouldn't say game. I was hoping. I wasn't rooting for them, but I was just assuming it was inevitable that they Fair. would run the competition. And and there were moments of that, but against us, they were really clinical, and they didn't do that to any other team. And it's just left me like so. I've almost like this is a sad thing to say, but I've sort of not even been thinking about City. Like I've put my own brain on a pause. So what you're saying is you haven't been looking at the mirror reflection of your back lately. No, sometimes I even forget that tattoo is there. But I, like City, I have put my brain on pause for the summer and I will enjoy the MLS season when it returns. It's it's raised the potential in my mind that we play a style of play that like overperforms against you know, bad to okay teams, like it overperforms what you would expect, but just completely falls apart against good teams. That, you know, our style of play, this high press, counterattack, direct style, that like if the other team is good enough to counter that, we have no other ideas, we completely fall apart and just can't take it. I, I think that is a a general commentary on the style sort of to like universally, but yes, more than any other team in the league, I think we are designed for the system. And so if a team can exploit the system as well as, uh, as club America did, then we end up looking bad. Now it's worth keeping in mind, like we beat Cincinnati five and they are still atop the supporters shield. No one would say that they're a bad I think that there are still very fluky natures. Our team, even though they were rotated, was tired. I believe Blom was not playing, and he's pretty pretty important to to making that uh, making that work. But yeah, I, there are not a lot of excuses. We were just outclassed. Now, also, it is possible that other teams learned a lot from watching us get spanked, and but even that. So number thirty-three on their team, who just Zendaya. Smoked. Oh, Ki, is that Kihon- Alejandro Zendejas? Zendejas. Is it not Kihones? Okay. Oh no, it's <laughs> right. it is. It is Kihones. <laughs> yeah. God, that is some sophomoric. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mean he was just turning our defense in a way that, again, just made us look silly. But then was not doing that as much the other teams and the commentators were calling that out and they were trying basically saying like, well, he's not playing up to the level that he did against St. Louis, but how much of that was us now, failing to an- counter him? Another thing, like we got them first. They've now oh, been staying in hotels and traveling and having to live on the road. So there are minor excuses. I'm sounding very Druish here. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, it's funny. You don't look Druish. <laughs> I was hoping someone would come in with that. So I have so many thoughts and it's, but I feel like we should cling to some organization when we talk about this. So number one, there's a month long tournament right now, the league's cup, which is just a blatant money grab by MLS and Tim Apple and Liga MAX, the Mexican league where all the Mexican teams are playing all of the MLS teams all in the United States and Canada. Uh, so there are no home games for the Mexican teams. There was a group stage during which we played 
two games, lost both games. Uh, we made everyone on their team look like a star, including Zendejas, who I watched play for the U.S. national team, the C team, in the Gold Cup, and he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they look like they look like the greatest team in the world when they played us. So a few thoughts. Yes, that was great context. Should have led with that. I sort of learned that this week in giving a presentation at work. Lead with context. Um, I think there is a legitimate complaint that the Mexican teams have that they have had to play all their games on the road. I think that complaint is illegitimized by the fan behavior of several of the larger clubs throwing will assume it's beer onto the field constantly. I mean, look, we were confused at the stadium because on every goal kick, they would play this weird song. And then I figured out, oh, yeah, they're doing that because Mexican fans chant homophobic slurs during goal kicks. Like, it's a known thing, so they just drowned it out with music. So, I, you know, there have been talks. I don't, th- I don't know how real, but that, like, until the Mexican Federation can kind of get things under control, there's been talk about, like, making the Mexican national team play their games away from home or behind closed doors because of um, some really atrocious, let's say like ultras fan behavior. Although I think it might extend a little beyond all there's bad fan behavior everywhere, but I think the Mexican leagues and the Mexican national team fans um, really epitomize some of the, the worst behaviors of our sport. And so I think that's a big reason why like, no, like they don't get the home games. So it would be fun to see City play in Azteca, um, but I think there's some cleanup that has to be done. Yeah, I'm sure that's the reason there aren't home games. Um, but in order to placate the Mexican fans and assist the MLS and Tim Apple, whatever, in taking all of their money, they basically made every game, put every game in a U.S. stadium, but then claimed th- that they were home games for the Mexican teams, which is put made for the most bizarre stadium experience I've ever seen. I've, you know, in yeah. any, I've never seen that in any sport or I've been to games in other countries before of different sports, never seen that where they played the club America goal music when they scored and they scored against us four times. <laughs> so we yeah. heard it a lot. Uh, they bizarrely did not play the Mexican national anthem. That was weird. <laughs> but then they played that music at goal kicks First of all, they did. A, they had the captains of the clubs both make speeches about inclusivity and anti-homophobia and anti-racism, uh, which was which was nice. And then they immediately started playing that whatever song during goal kicks. So they didn't really give anybody a chance to follow the standard of behavior that that was requested of them. Uh, and then it just was it just was such a weird vibe. I feel like we really gave away our home advantage. I mean, and not helped by the fact that uh, St. Louis city fans were, you know, there was a large plurality of club America fans. St. Louis city fans were maybe, I I don't know what, I'm not going to make up phony statistics. We're a majority, but not anywhere close to what it's been in MLS games. It was probably like 60, 40, 65, 35. I clearly happy to make up fake statistics. (laughs) Yeah. I think we held out better than Chicago and Nashville did. Now, Nashville, I, think, I couldn't tell who was who because everyone was wearing yellow. <laughs> sure. I think um, to some degree, St. Louis's um, 
Mexican population is lower than both of those cities. Um, I'm under the impression from a little bit of snooping and just context clues that I think a lot of the fans that came to the St. Louis game, the Club America fans, were from other places, Chicago, maybe even as far as Houston. Uh, Club America, it's worth noting, is the biggest team in um, in North America. I mean, they have an 80,000-seat stadium, huge fans. And I, and I should say that besides the smoke bomb that they set off, which caused the police to have to go into the supporter section and pepper spray a few of them, most of the fa- – like, that's a huge caveat. But everything that, like, I saw was pretty respectful in St. Louis, um, maybe because – it's easier to be gracious when you're absolutely destroying someone. Um, so I, 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 do I think liked like, the, I, I liked the, the added uh, color of having different fans and Mexican fans there, but why they had to be placated. They um, were allowed to bring in their own drums. And I don't right. know if people love hearing dueling drums across <laughs> the stadium. I can it tell was, you to different rhythm, different beats. I can tell you who doesn't. It's me. Um, So what's strange to me is, and maybe, maybe this is actually like, it's easy to shit on a lot about us culture. And we have to some degree, uh, we have a very bland fan culture as opposed to a a violently aggressive (laughs) one. But I think, so if you go to a game in, in Europe, and I've been to several internation games in Europe. Well, at least one. The fans there, there is no mixing. If you're a fan of the other team, and and you are caught, like you can only sit in the section that you're allowed to. I actually had to send my passport um, when when my friend in uh, Belgium was buying tickets for an Anderlecht. Uh, Bilbao UEFA Cup game um, to prove that I wasn't from Spain and such could could have these tickets. So there is an That's element kind of insane. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like because European ultra culture, like they will straight up murder each other. So, yeah, no, it's nice that in like, U.S. sports that it is a uh, and, place that's inclusive enough that people bring their families he, even with the, their children, they're not worried about getting shanked. Yeah, and even stands. with the fans of the Mexican team sitting right next to each other, I think it was largely pretty, pretty chill, at least in St. Louis. Multiple cases of families where the parents were wearing Club America jerseys and the kids were wearing St. Louis City jerseys. Yeah. No so one swinging all... urine-soaked newspapers as far as we could tell. Right. Now... Back to what you did say, Drew, this whole thing is a ridiculous farce. And really what would be great is like give the team of teams a freaking one month break in the middle of the sweltering or one and a half month break in the middle of this awful U.S. summer and then continue it up when it starts cooling off in the fall. Have kind of an Apertura Clausura situation, except it's just one season like i don't understand why we're pausing the season for this weird exhibition that being said i've been freaking riveted and i think we're gonna all go in like five minutes and watch a messy game yeah let's move on a little bit from our abject performance (laughs) and subsequent dismissal uh 
in the from the group. The group stage, by the way, these were three team groups. The third place team in each group was eliminated. So essentially, they they played all these games to eliminate one third of the teams in the tournament, which is so not a whole lot happened. But they have been there have been a lot of great games. Lionel Messi has has debuted for Inter Miami in this competition. He's played four games. He scored seven goals. Uh, well, he's played three and a half games and scored seven goals. Looks his team is fantastic to watch as opposed to the, the, that really that pathetic band of schmucks that we beat you know before <laughs> on the 15th of July I happen to remember the date but now they have the best players ever lived and a couple of his all-star friends uh and they play they play great soccer uh we're about to you know see them after we're done recording uh in the quarterfinals they are um pl- playing Charlotte presumably to make short work of them. Um, some of the other games have been great. LAFC also on fire. And unfortunately those teams won't meet unless they both make the final, but I think that's possible. They, the LAFC beat Real Salt Lake who are on fire and they beat them for nothing. Uh, I did not watch that game, but I, I just saw the next morning, the result, which is quite impressive. Can we talk a little bit of schadenfreude about the manner in which club America was eliminated? Well, yeah, why not? I, Let's talk I, about I that. turned the game off twice, actually. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have turned it off like five to ten minutes after it ended and missed the the, the result I, be reversed. Well, so I, so I texted we, friend of the, the pod, Justin. In the... I texted friend of the pod, Justin, and he thought I was joking. <laughs> well, I'd never seen that before. And I've so, watched a lot of soccer. I assume so what you was it? It was the same way. It was. So the game itself was crazy. Yeah. And it was an amazing game. Equalized and then, in stoppage time. So there was a beautiful oh, pass. By the way, so there, so there was a 90th minute equalizer at like in the, so there was a go ahead goal by club America towards the end of the game on a penalty. I believe it was on what go- seems to be everyone agrees was a handball and I think was questionable, but we're not going to get into handball. Okay. So oh, there we, was, we are when we talk about the U.S. women, but let's continue. Okay, th- that was that was questionable. Then there was an equalizer in the 90th minute. Amazing play. Uh, they matriculated the ball <laughs> down the field it, within seconds. Uh, there was a cross by Hani Mukhtar in, and the header was by the latest addition to natural, Sam Surridge, who is a... Uh, 24-year-old former Premier League player was played for Bournemouth for a few years and then Nottingham Forest last year. Never a starter, bench guy in the Premier League. Turns out quite good. So could we have signed him? He was he had a 6.5 million dollar transfer fee, and I think that would make him a DP. I think that's above what we're going to do, which is very little. But what you're telling me is that the team that has also signed Hani Mukhtar. In addition to that, was able to add. They have a much, much bigger payroll than we do. That's that's a choice. I'm not making excuses for it. I'm just saying that is the strategy that our team prefers. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful equalizer. So the so regulation, you would think it would have been enough, Dianu, but it went to penalties. Take it away, Phil. What happened then? Well, Club America won. I mean, they, you know, we had a. A final save on what was it? The sixth round? I don't remember now. But 
couple saves and yeah it was it, so yeah it was there it was tight they were they were good saves there were also terrible penalties there were that went in somehow <laughs> and then final penalty the final the club america goalkeeper guesses right makes the save fans start invading the pitch immediately start throwing things onto the field it's chaos the i think TV... the throwing things was a reaction to being robbed at the, at the end but maybe they nevertheless they invaded the pitch children were on the pitch i saw taking pictures with the team um meanwhile i suppose var was looking at it and it would be interesting to see the timing on this you know they were saying delay delay <laughs> delay for 10 minutes <laughs> i think 80% of the Nashville fans had left the stadium based on looking at it. So the fans left, game's over, Club America moving forward. It gets updated on the websites. Five to ten minutes later, he's like, wait, hold on. VAR is reviewing. Looks like the goalie jumped off his line. We're going to retake it. So it's like Just we're texting. Absolute madness. So I had turned the game off when they went up after the penalty. So Club America went up. Two to one. It was five minutes into stoppage time when they restarted and they put five minutes. They said five minutes of stoppage time. So there was confusion whether they meant five minutes from now or five minutes from 90 minutes. So I was like, this is over. Then I think on one of the text chains, someone just said, wow. So I was like, "Okay, I'll turn it back on. Saw the replay of the Mukhtar to the English guy that we could have signed. But then, then so I watched the penalty kicks. Saw it was over, turned my phone off again. And I think the text from, was it from you, Phil, that said, the game's not over, turn it back on. Yeah. Like. Unbelievable. And then, so Nashville won. Like, yeah. Well, so VAR started it again. First, they had to spend several minutes getting people <laughs> off the field, which we couldn't see because, you know, they don't show you that on the broadcast, even though it's what everyone at home is dying to see on television. Security guards grabbing children <laughs> off the field. Especially in this circumstance, right? Like, I, mean, I think so there was a security guard that had to be like carted off, like he had been injured. Yeah, that's terrible. There was an injury security, so, but we couldn't see any of that. Finally, they restart it, and then the the kick taker for Nashville, whose penalty was saved to unleash the havoc in the first place, takes the exact same garbage penalty <laughs> in the exact same place, and it's and it goes in. The goalkeeper guesses the wrong way, and then Nashville have won. Well, the the um. The Mexican uh, Club America guy hit the he hit the crossbar, oh, yeah, right? He hit off the bar. He yeah. hit the bar. So just absolute, absolute lunatic nonsense. Most insane game. The Liga MX fans are convinced that it's rigged. There are images going around of the Nashville goalie. Now, the rule is you only have to have one foot behind the line. And so there was a picture of him with one foot behind the line. But they're thinking it's rigged. Liga Amekis came out with a very Trumpian statement saying that they're calling for an investigation into irregularities in the voting and that they're going to be watching very carefully going forward how VAR is administrated. Like, it's just batshit. And then, and then on top of it, the worst team in the league acquires like three guys and now I think legitimately has a chance to win the League's Cup, win the Open Cup, and I am on record of thinking they will make it to the playoffs and have a shot at winning the MLS Cup. It's a so, long shot, but they could do it because Messi and Busquets are that good. 
Yeah, that. So in the to sum it up, the League's Cup, we have Messi and Co playing beautiful, amazing soccer. We culminating in that game against Dallas, where the, where it's actually quite a competitive game. Dallas look good, and then their own player scores for no reason, <laughs> and then and then the National Club of America game, as described. Afterwards, Taylor Twelman said, "This tournament is on drugs." <laughs> and then his co-commentator, who presumably was at a loss, just said, "The good kind." <laughs> and then he also intoned, "The good time, the kind you want to be on twenty-four-seven." It was amazing. To follow that up, Taylor Twelman said, at a few minutes later, "I'm going back to my hotel. I'm going to DoorDash Hattie B's." And sit in an ice cold bathtub. That was that was weird. <laughs> like, look. What? So in terms of money grabs, this is a very entertaining money grab. Oh, yeah, we've been watching tons of it. Yeah, mission accomplished. Uh, there were even some other games, and I can't even remember what happened. There were so many penalty shootouts. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a lot, lot of, fun. of penalty shootouts. Anyway, th- yeah, this is nuts. Uh, it's more of the MLS just doing very strange things. I mean, just trying to make as much money as possible, presumably succeeding, uh, charging $20 to all of these people for, for a beer, which they then throw on the field. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, St. Louis City did not really get to participate in too much of it. So we'll be well rested coming back into league play. I think maybe one of the reasons we've been able to enjoy it to the level that we have of just like watching a circus clown wreck is because we are completely unemotionally invested in it now. So it's just like like pantomime nonsense. Oh, I forgot to mention. So the LAFC, they won the game seven to one against Ciudad or against Juarez. Uh, They hadn't scored seven goals, I think, in all season and last season when they actually won the whole thing. So they really demolished them. And then they beat Salt Lake 4-0, four, four who are uh, who are the hottest team in the league. So there's just been some amazing results, some bonkers results. Other summertime tournament news, although I guess it's in the Southern Hemisphere, so not summer, but the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Um, you guys been watching any of that? I've been watching some of it, including I watched the... <laughs> the game that the USA lost to Sweden uh, to to get eliminated in nuts penalty shootout. There have been a lot, so many penalty shootouts. That one was also, I had never seen anything like it before. And that one kicked off, I believe, at 2.30 in the morning, and I finished watching it at 5. And you were watching that live. I was watching that one live, yes. Oof, no, is. I haven't, I don't try to watch the, try to watch it um, after the fact because it's so hard to avoid spoilers. I've also watched the games that have been scheduled at a convenient time, specifically because they thought the U.S. were going to be in in the game, which was last night, Spain and the Netherlands. I mean, favorites to win the whole tournament, the U.S. So I've only so I have a tough time here because I only watched the U.S. games that were like easy for me to watch. My I've been working like literally 60 hour weeks, so been tired. Um, it. Everything I've been reading, which I've read actually a fair amount, seems to think that one, our coach blows like who was this dude and how did he sneak into this role of being in charge of one of the most important uh, women's soccer teams in the world Uh, Two, um, 
maybe, you know, resting on our laurels too much. But also a really compelling argument that I read was the U.S. women play a game similar to the U.S. men, which is physical and athletic and strong, but maybe not as much finesse. And now that the rest of the world has decided to put their much more vast soccer infrastructure to work in terms of coaching and tactics and just everything that goes into producing world-class teams, they devote that to their women's teams and they're, um, they're going to, they're going to catch up to us real quick and maybe even blow by us because we can't rely on that, that huge gap in advantage. Now, I don't think that sends us to the back, but I think it means we have a lot of work to do in evaluating like how we, how we're bringing up talent, um, the quality of the NWSL, like lots of stuff. I don't think any of that is wrong or incorrect, but I think that's a narrative that, that is one that is, that's a little too simple for me. I mean, they really were way better than Sweden and the Sweden goalkeeper made two incredible saves. They, uh, Sweden also provided basically nothing in attack. And then the penalty shootout, the misses were by our most experienced players. Rapino, which was heartbreaking. She had taken 23 penalties in her career, had one saved, or no, had taken 22 and had one saved and scored the other 21 and had never missed the target. And that one like clanged off the post. And then, uh, the final penalty we, we missed was O'Hara, Kelly O'Hara, who had come in to specifically to take a penalty, I think, because she is one of the more experienced players on the team. And then the, the penalty Sweden wins with, for all who haven't seen it, was saved by our goalie. And then it goes behind her. And then it you could only tell this by the video replay. You couldn't even tell it with the replay. It crosses. The whole ball has to cross the line. It is a, over the line. By one millimeter, which is infinitesimally small, and then and the goalie then at that point twists around and 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 pushes it out again. So basically, with the naked eye, you would have thought it was the penalty was saved. So the margins were so fine, and that was the that was how we were eliminated. I think there are a lot of good teams. The rest of the world has gotten a lot better. That's how we were directly eliminated. But to take it to step back. The only team we scored against was Vietnam. God love Vietnam. Not we scored a top. against the Netherlands too, but we drew with them. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You're right. So but we yes. only we only we didn't beat, play well in the tournament until the last game like, when we got bumped out. Yeah. So I think a lot of things to to reconsider. I read something that we're maybe in in transition of kind of the the old guard to the the next generation. Um, Clearly, the the head coach has to go. Didn't do well in the Olympics. Didn't do well in the the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I think the coach. So the coach, I believe, I don't know much about him, but I believe he came up through uh, the the U.S. Soccer Federation, which is you know he was pretty, a coach, pretty lousy body. He was a coach uh, in the NWSL and won two titles, like when they had nine teams and were oh, I didn't kind of small and, and uncompetitive. Very well liked by the players, but not like I think not regarded as a high quality international soccer coach. Like and the it, women's team deserves someone of the quality of Greg Berhalter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone with yeah. Um, I wasn't going to go there. There are basically all of these women's teams are have I think have amazing athletes and who are perpetually fighting against the 
male dominated soccer federations that they're coming from. You know, a lot of the ones in, I, I forget if it was the Nigerian team or the South African team, but there are a couple teams where they're not even paying their players. There are problems with the man, with the majority male managers, I believe like Spain, they had before the tournament even started, they had 15 players say they wouldn't play for this coach again. And then they were told, that they needed to apologize or would never play for Spain again. And and 12 of them refused, three of them did, and got back in the team. Basically, everyone hates the manager. Uh, when you saw, They won last night, and when they scored and when they won, the only players celebrating with the – or the only per, people celebrating with the manager were the other coaches, and the players were all doing their own thing. So I just feel like there's so much tension because of how awful these federations and coaching staffs are. Um, but it's – really compelling game to watch i just don't really know who to root for yeah what do i you think the odds are of st louis city getting an nwsl team in the next say five years slim to none you think i mean it seems like we would be the perfect city for it it de- I, depends on what the appetite of the ownership is i, I think when they get the first crack at it is uh are the people who own city i read something that there was some this is a terrible story, so I apologize in advance. But like, there was some some reason that someone said why they didn't think it would happen. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the fees was, have have risen. I would go. It was compelling at the time. So here's my thing. Like, I'd be I would, way more. I would want to go, but there's no way I can devote myself to city, and then a lady team. Now, let me say, if they bring in that Swiss player what, what if they had Sauerbrunn no not Sauerbrunn who's the Swiss soccer no, player but I mean, that I really what if they like? got some hometown here I would I would go to the games I'd be more in, I mean I would I'd probably you know what I'd probably go to any games I went to a Battle Hawks game with you guys I'd probably go to a City 2 game with you guys I'll go to anything I, but I would definitely I'd even go by myself to the women Alicia Lehman if we had one if they signed not, Alicia Lehman no I would go Look, no, there are definitely female fans that watch to see like NFL players butts. And I am allowed to say as a proven soccer fan that I would not mind seeing a super pretty lady on the team. I like seeing Rasmus Alm and Roman Berkey because they are attractive men. I Don't am, forget living. Well, I've got problems there for other reasons. So I am not his face, though. <laughs> Josh Yarrow is a specimen like if i saw him in public i'd just no, go I mean, yes sir i i we don't i don't know that we need we don't need to get into it too human much, beauty but for some all reason ar- all around celebrating it in an athletic form with muscle and sweat i'm about it but yeah i think you're fine nate <laughs> i just think that you know i feel like the these and I, I can't speak for female athletes because i'm neither a woman nor an athlete but I think they have to fight so hard to, to be acknowledged for their abilities and avoid just being object, objectified for their looks. So but Alicia, I, I get where you're coming and your, uh, you, you, your gaze I think is quite harmless. So uh, Alicia Lehman in particular definitely is working hard to use her looks to further her brand, which good on her. We should talk about Let, transfers we- before we run out of time because we want to check the messy game. Yeah, we're running we're running pretty long here. Uh luckily not a ton to talk about with these transfers, I suppose. City Can not making any big un- splashes. Unluckily? I mean, I'd like to say most surprising thing 
is I was convinced Pedro would go out on loan. Uh, I, yeah, hopefully he, pl- he just plays for City 2 a bunch. Uh, so we, St. Louis City has made two transfers. I'm not counting them getting a hundred grand because I can't believe that even made, made the news. Um, but they brought in uh, Nook V. Thorsen from Bearshot, a Belgian second division team. He's a left winger, center forward. Um, Do we have a nickname have for played, him yet? Uh, seems to have played well for for that team, but also it is a second division Belgian team, so who really knows uh, how to compare anything. And then we got a left back, Anthony Markanik. I looked up the pronunciation. He is from Colorado Rapids. I believe Colorado Rapids, too, for a bunch of the season. Do you think, Nate, either of these guys are going to be on the first team or will they just play for City 2 for a while? Are we going to try to develop them? I think we will see, um, what's his name? Thoki. Um, Nookvi. All for the Nookvi. All for the Nookvi. Got there. I think we will see all for the Nookvi play for the first team. I think, uh, who's the other guy? Is that a Stroud replacement, we think? Or not? I think he's a Stroud rotation yeah. Mechanic. I think young left. I think Mike and the mechanics. Mike go- and the mechanics are <laughs> are pretty much destined for City Two this year. That's a that's a depth move for the future. I think he has uh, locked himself into that left back position. There are so many same. Uh, there's so many MLS things that I don't understand, but it seems like they develop young players pretty late. Like they these guys are in their early twenties. And I think the best players, well, maybe, I mean, there are late bloomers, but the players who, with a lot of promise, are well into their careers by that point for bigger teams. I think some of that has to do with our college system. Um, I don't know if this guy went to college, but. I think he's been playing, he was playing in Iceland for Akureyri for a while. That's the second largest Icelandic city after Reykjavik. I don't know how competitive the Icelandic league is, though. Guys. Or. I know about as much about that as I do about the Belgian second division. Here's what I know more than I should about is the Greenland or the Greenland. That's not play Greenland football championship. They're having their entire season this week. No. So it is a one week tournament knockout tournament. The teams play qualifiers from around and then they they all get together in in Nook. Uh, so you're to, saying I could see more penalty shootouts if yeah, I want to tune in. Yeah, to determine the the winner. Eight eight teams, one week. That's their season. Um, not sanctioned by FIFA, I think probably because they play on dirt. Um, <laughs> not. I don't mean that like derogatorily. I mean, a lot of Also, they can't squeeze en- enough money out of it, perhaps. Maybe, but a lot of like very northern uh, football pitches will just be dirt um, because grass can't grow. Uh, and those are not sanctioned by by FIFA. Um, so, yeah, I th- I was a little disappointed in our transfer window, especially when you look around and see like Miami signed this guy Messi. Um, okay, well, like the Nashville signing. I mean, yeah, yeah other teams well, are. I don't think we can compare moves. Messi with. So anything here's a question of the like. Here's a question: Neymar has been linked with the MLS. No, now, there's no way he's coming to St. Louis City. But if he did. I think that would be enough to make me not watch the team anymore. I don't. Yeah, no, we don't want Neymar. What? No, oh, come on. No. Would it be enough for, to get you to a tattoo removal specialist, <laughs> dermatologist? I don't know because he wouldn't last the whole time. But I would not watch the team. 
I don't listen to R. Kelly music anymore. And in that same token, if we signed Neymar, I would no longer be a supporter of St. Louis City. What about Mbappe? Do I need to Google Neymar? Is there something about him? I don't know. Like really horrific uh, abuse of women. Oh, I did not know that. I thought I, well, that's, I didn't know him specifically that he was uh, charged with that. I'll have to. No, uh, Kylian Mbappe is a beautiful human being and i would you know some rumors of him being linked to the mls presumably that's from um... none none of these rumors ever say st louis city maybe we can convince him it sounds a little french um but yeah um love killian mbappe i think there's no way he comes to the mls but you know messi did they're all gonna go to saudi all right what else do we have to um that's it I yeah, think, a Brazilian uh, model oh, accused Neymar I, I, of raping her in a hotel in Paris in 2019. Didn't see that. Uh, cut by Nike in 2016 among sexual assault allegations. Um, like, there's a lot there. I usually believe where there's smoke, there's fire with that kind of thing. And so I'd be a hard no on that dog. But we'd like to see some bigger signings. <laughs> there's there's a lot of room between the guys we have in Neymar. Yeah. Like, Mike and yeah. the mechanics and Thigmund Fingthorsen and Messi and Neymar. And unfortunately, well, I think those guys are named things like Klaus and Edward Leuven. Although even those guys are valued at like one sixth of that, that English guy that, that scored the goal. I don't know. Look, it's hard. It's expensive to start up a team. The team had to build a stadium revenue was not necessarily guaranteed so i hope that going forward that there was a rumor that the salary cap is going to get raised and they're going to add a fourth dp if in that world news for us if in that world the team good for the league though yeah so if we don't keep up with that we'll be watching better games but we will be watching our team get destroyed a lot you can only you can only loot money ball it to a certain extent and that Club America game was not super enjoyable I, to watch. I, I love Lutz, and I'll bet if they gave him uh, more of a budget, we'd get some. We'd get some yeah. more offensive and if someone I think needs, he could work with whatever. If someone needs to seduce Carolyn Kendall to convince her to loosen the pocketbook with some of her billions, I am perfectly willing to try to be that person. Willing, but are you able? I don't think it's her anymore. I mean, it probably charming. is. She's still the about, ultimate boss. I mean, sure, but we got this. Drew, who do we got? Uh, Diego <laughs> Giggle plus the management <laughs> consultant from Manchester City. I yeah. hate management consultants. Is he from? Mc, did he study in School of Business? Did he go to? Did he spend time at McKinsey? Uh, I I looked at his LinkedIn months ago when he first got announced. What's his real I just name? Know he, uh, his real name is Giuliani, G-I-G-L-I-A-N-I. He went to the Warden School of Business. I um, there are some lovely people who have gone to business school. I, I'd love to meet one. <laughs> Looking here. I mean, he's got a jaunty smile. Also, if you're a millionaire, why do you have a LinkedIn page at all? He hasn't updated to say that he is not a member of the Manchester City executive. So here's what worries me. He... He's talking about why is like, he here is my question. Why he's going to why would he go from there to here? He's going to take the team global like, come on, homeboy. We love what we are and who we are, but they're not going to be kids like roaming the streets in name the biggest city in Kenya. 
Nairobi. Nairobi wearing St. Louis Boom. City jerseys. No, they're going to be wearing Messi jerseys. Yeah. So I don't know what it means. Like they should be focusing on getting every fan in the St. Louis metro area super pumped about St. Louis City and not caring about anything beyond that. Well, on that note, I guess we're going to go watch this Inter-Miami game. Yeah, it's kicking off like now or in three minutes. Yeah, got to get really on should now. go. Uh, I think we're going to beat Austin. Should we do score predictions? We'll get back into the groove before Austin. This was a League's Cup break podcast. Yeah, yeah. this was mostly and, to remind people we are still here. We're still. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of soccer. Just yep. not uh, that involving our favorite team. Yep. Oh, Sheffield right. Wednesday is back. Uh, first game in the championship. They lost. It was a. But a, has the season started yet? Or that was. Just yeah, a, it started. Uh, it has a game tomorrow. So that'll be exciting. Their new manager, Cisco or Thisco or I don't know, because they got rid of Darren Moore. But he's brought in nine signings, a bunch of really random dudes. So it'll be exciting to watch that. We'll be bringing back the Wednesday minute. Can't wait. Watching them get relegated from the championship. All right. Well, let's go Owls. Let's go City. We say um, up the Owls. No, we don't. That we do. Up, up the St. Louis. <laughs> no, that sounds like an insult, right? Like, am I, I'm not wrong about that. <laughs> no, it's like because we're going to get promoted. Up the Owls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and do we do that fist motion? Yep. <laughs> like you're at work, Drew. Up the Owls. <laughs> That's not what I do at work. All right. This has been a delight. We'll talk before Austin. All right. Thanks for joining. All right. Bye. Enjoy the rest of the league's cup. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.